Hello, and welcome to episode five of Between the Lines. In this episode, myself and Sophia take a look at 2020 and some of the year's highlights for women. We just want to let you know that at certain points in this episode, we do discuss abortion and sexual violence. So please listen at your own discretion and seek support if you need it. Hello and welcome to episode five of Between the Lines. This is our first episode of 2021. Yeah. I almost yeah. said 2020 then. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though our last episode actually was released in 2020, we, 2021, yeah. we did record it in 2020. So technically, this is the first. So happy new year. Thank uh, you, you I, too. Yes, I hope everyone is stay safe and well and that everyone's had a, a good start to the new year and mm. um, so how are you Sophia how has okay. starts the new year been yeah uneventful as you can imagine um I came back up to Durham um mm. for term two um work has been like moving at speed I'm not even like able to yeah um, <laughs> and yeah year board planning is like hanging over my head and like summatives and everything but I'm feeling good it was snowing last week no. so that's nice yeah. um yeah. and I've started a couple of my new year's resolutions I was that was going to be my next question any new year's resolutions yes so I'm trying to I'm trying to like but get better at these because I'm really bad at like sticking to things but um so reading more which I'm doing like every day for like at least half an hour reading my book um journaling more and like writing my diary and like things I'm up to how I'm feeling which I'm finding really really useful at the moment um I'm also spending less time on my phone Mm -hmm. which I which I think I'm doing quite well at I've deleted all the apps which are like time consuming and like things that actually waste my time um so yeah but I'm it's more just like making sure like I'm on top of everything running I've taken up running okay Uh, nice I mean I've done two runs thus far this year so it's not really I I know a lot of people have kind of either decided to do more running or anything I think anything that gets you outdoors more at the moment is just so important yeah definitely how about you have got any new resolutions yeah I have a few I mean I tend to not focus on new year's resolutions too much and what I do is I I choose a word for each year this year this year this year I've been a bit greedy I've chosen two words and 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 the the kind of words that almost keep me grounded throughout the year and I come back to it so my word for last year for example was trust okay and that was in a kind of sense of you know trust the process trust where you're at that yeah. you're in the right direction don't doubt yeah. yourself and yeah. your abilities and then this year I've chosen two words which are courage and peace so I my kind of yeah I call them resolutions are very much focused yeah. on inner peace that kind of thing because I have been doing a lot of meditation yeah and I think one of the most important things you can have and I think now more than ever is inner peace yeah um, and I think that will get you through anything and then courage to just throw caution to the wind and have a go uh, yeah and like I'm graduating this year 
Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's I I I love that. I might start doing that. I might still yeah. not like it. So it worked for me, it's worked really well. Um, but yeah. I did have it. It was funny that you mentioned about using social media less because I've set myself a challenge for January not to use social media. Yeah. So I'm I've gone cold turkey. I'm not using Instagram, Facebook. Not that I've used Snapchat really anymore, um, and I don't have Twitter. But I found it really helpful. Um, I'm I feel like I'm being more productive. I'm concentrating yeah. more. And after the first initial week of feeling like you're missing out on something, and my kind of thumb as soon as I went to my phone, almost yeah. you know I've got like muscle memory of just clicking yeah. onto Instagram. It's um I'll after this month I will definitely be limiting social media more. That's really good. Yeah, I feel I I feel like the thing is like I would love to be able to do that. I mean, I absolutely can. Like, I'm the only one stopping myself, but <laughs> I like absolutely can. But like I, I yeah, I'm just I would worry that like people who are only talk to through like certain like social media. Yes. Yeah. Would, like be like, oh gosh, like where's she gone? But then I'm like, why am I like thinking that I'm? And, like, and I know what you mean. To be fair, the thing I am using is Facebook Messenger, but yeah. that's because for like welfare and different things, yeah. I need yeah. to be able to keep on using that. Yeah. Um, and I don't have everyone's number in the world you yeah. know so that's that's the only thing so yeah you know if yeah. we're being picky um, <laughs> <laughs> you know you could just do it like do a day or do two days a week yeah like that. See how oh, you've inspired me maybe I'll try to <laughs> <it> up. Oh. <laughs> so in today's episode we are gonna again be doing something a little bit different we are going to be doing a sort of 2020 review and highlighting some particularly significant events and achievements for women. Now we had agreed to pick out one or two each um but I picked out four. (laughs) (laughs) I I couldn't help myself um but I have a feeling I don't know I could be wrong a couple of them might overlap yeah yeah we'll we'll see um, but it is going to be a bit more of a whistle-stop tour with yeah. a little bit of discussion around these highlights that we've picked out. So let's get started with our 2020 review. Yeah. This is Purple Radio On Demand. So, Sophia, what is your first pick? So I think the first one, which also might be one of yours, and it happened pretty close to home, and I think in November, if I'm remembering correctly, was yeah. that Scotland made period yes. products, yep, yep, free, yeah. I think it, I want to say free all over the country to anyone, yeah. I, I don't know 100% of the details, but that's a pretty big thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, and I think that's obviously great, and I wish England would like you know I think everywhere needs to follow the lead no one should have to pay for period products and I think the the thing for me with that is the link with girls in education yeah and period poverty and education and the impact that has on education girls were staying off school when they had the period because they couldn't afford pads or tampons and so they wouldn't go into school and that is that's huge you yeah. know if you think yeah. you could be missing three days to a week of school yeah. a month wow that's a lot. um that's yeah. gonna have real long-term impact um and I know I 
why was I reading about this? I can't remember why I was reading it. it it's kind of linked. There's a link mm. in the head somewhere. But I was reading about how Boris Johnson this year is the president of the G7 summit. Okay. Um, yeah, one of, in, um, Glant- no. I, I don't, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I can't pretend to know where it is. <laughs> um, but he's the president of the G7 summit. And yeah. one of the focuses, uh, you know, in his kind of time as president that he wanted to focus on was education for girls. Okay. Now, I don't usually have a lot of positive things to say about this government or Boris Johnson. Yeah. But this, yeah. I will give him credit where credit is due. <laughs> I think this is a, is a really good thing because and especially and girls education in deprived countries yeah and one of the things I read said that if a mother can read Mm. her child um is 50% more likely to live beyond the age of five oh wow and I think that just shows I think that the, the importance of education and the impact that can have longer term where uh, independence for women stability financial independence yeah and i know that that's not the only issue you know surrounding period poverty and free period products but that's a massive thing so oh, think- definitely yeah 100 percent. and i think it also comes down to the fact it's kind of like these things are being like destigmatized i think if it becomes something which is free and accessible for a larger majority of the population they'll become yeah. almost like become something that's like non-taboo which yes. is good um and yeah. i think it's definitely it's been a long time coming um uh, and it's great that scotland has like taken this decision i think um i think it would benefit and it will benefit so many people like like you say like financial financial independence even because yeah. it like they are pricey like period products are pricey and it could sometimes be a choice between that and like putting food on the table so it's good now that they, they can have both without, um, you know, yeah, doing... Yeah, the, the worry of having to pay because you bleed. Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> it's like, and I, I think it's probably crazy because it's something that people don't really realise, like, how incipient and sort of um, how, like, it can affect so many areas of your life because yeah, it's about, like, yeah. money, it's about schooling, it's about being, like, conscious as well. Like, it might help young girls and young women and young people who have periods feel more I don't know like confident and like yeah yeah definitely and I think yeah what you said about it being a taboo I think it's it's still right I think there is still that shame associated with periods and women's bodies and I think the fact that this has been at the forefront of the media and the government Mm. start to change yeah no 100% 100%. I hope the other countries follow. Yes, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. definitely. Um, I knew that that was was going to be one that. that, that. <laughs> um, so now I'm gonna choose another. This one mm. is it's not one of the ones I think might overlap. Yeah. It's a little bit different, but I think still equally important to highlight. Mm. So in 2020, um, mothers' names. Uh, started to be included on children's ID in Afghanistan. Did you just that one? We're just on the same same wavelength. <laughs> I know. Uh, I was going to say this is one of mine, but yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Think, sorry, I'm stolen. Stolen. No, 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 no worries. It's great. Um, it's great. So yes. So in Afghanistan, the president signed a new law stating that for the first time, mothers will be named on the 
children's birth certificates and ID cards and this which I didn't actually realize the kind of implications of this mm. this means it will be easier for women to get education healthcare, and other documents for the children being yeah. particularly beneficial to women who are widowed divorced or re- raising children on their own um and that's I think I wanted to put this one in and mention this one because I think as women in the UK I think it's very easy mm. white women in the UK yeah it's very easy to sometimes forget that feminism is so much more than just what we we see on a oh, daily basis. 100%. And the kind of challenges or struggles that we face yeah. are n- in no way representative of the struggles yeah. of women around the world from different countries, different intersections of society. Yeah. So I thought that was really important to, to highlight. I know I've been doing a lot more reading on Afghanistan recently and mm. the war and the involvement of America. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's why yeah. I put that one in there. And again, it's linked to the, the education, making it easier yeah. to get education. It's that, like, education has the, the, the potential to empower women and give them a few Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's it's a, and I think that's why I also wanted to mention it because it was it's so easy for us in the UK and especially as white women to feel so belittled and so like downtrodden about like how bad our lives are when it's like yeah in no way representative of women across the world who suffer so many horrible things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, yeah it's it's so amazing because it has. It has come at a time when I think the world over or majority of the world is realizing that like yeah it's time to now step up and I think it's great and again it leads to education which can lead have national ramifications yeah. in terms of jobs economy mm-hmm. women's empowerment like access to like higher education healthcare, things like that and I think it's so great as well because it's like women can get more autonomy in like their families as well yeah and raising kids and making decisions in that um, I think yeah I think it's a an absolute great um, thing to happen for women across Afghanistan. Yes. Yeah, and, and one thing that also crossed my mind is it's writing women into history almost, mm. not in terms yeah. of necessarily as in being in history books or on the front pages of the newspaper, yeah. but giving them a physical presence. Mm. Because otherwise, I know I was I was watching a documentary. It was from two thousand and one, so it was focusing on what life was like for women in Afghanistan, and especially in the capital, uh, Kab- Kabul. Yeah, Kabul. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> at at that time, and how they were completely stripped of their rights and almost invisible mm. in society. They were there, but not there. They weren't entitled to medical care. Yeah, work they couldn't do anything other than simply exist so I think that is significant in that their name is there that can't be erased and I think that is a really yeah. powerful message yeah. I really like that I didn't think of that but no yeah I see it yeah pinning women into the society rather than excluding and marginalizing them yeah Definitely. yeah yeah it's great mm. it's great Yes. <laughs> so, should I do another? Did you have another, or um, no? Yeah, two? I did have another one. But okay, go on. No, no, no. You uh, go. So, uh, I again, I'm not 100 sure on the date and the specifics about it, but Argentina 
has legalized abortion. Yeah. Uh, well, abortion, I, I want to say up to four, it's either 14 days or 14 weeks, and I can't remember the detail. Yeah, I'm uh, not sure on that but one. But I do know, yeah, it's one of the very few countries in South America and Central America where abortion is legalized, yeah. and it has been a massive, it's a long time coming, and yeah. it has obviously gone through so many, like, hurdles and barriers uh, to do with like the society and just the belief system but I think I think it's an incredible thing that Argentina has like taken a step definitely uh, definitely yeah. I think what people tend to forget is just because abortion isn't legal mm. doesn't mean it doesn't happen yeah yeah it just makes it safer yeah um and and I always think even if it's not something you want to do every woman should have the right to choose what she does and does yeah. not want to do with her body. And I think it's just, yeah, it, it's such a massive step forward. And I really hope that other countries follow yeah. because the problem with this is as well, it's very much linked to poverty and access and oh, yeah. you have the money to leave the country and go to somewhere where you can get abortion freely mm. and legally, then you're going to always have that choice. Mm. But it's, it's people who are marginalized that don't have yeah. the access to those things yeah. so yeah I'm definitely I'm, I'm glad you brought that one up that's a really really yeah. powerful one um it yeah definitely yeah I think it's because it's kind of you know it's one of those things obviously it's so controversial and people have so many opinions on it yeah which I understand I guess people get um but it is more about making access to healthcare more accessible and also yes. yeah as you say like regardless whether abortion is legal or not like it's still going to happen and if you if it is illegal it's just going to happen in so many unsafe and dangerous ways and I think it's just it's just good because it's like Argentina's finally given like importance and significance to women's health um and as you say like particularly marginalized and poor women who might not be able to afford to go to another country one of the very other few countries yeah. in the continent um and I think it faced a lot of backlash, but I'm really glad that Argentina went through with it because I think it does just set a precedent, hopefully for the new year and like other progressions and like other other like strands of women's healthcare as well, which I think is really important. So yeah, definitely. Yes. Right. Next one. So I also wrote down about Kamala Harris making history when she became the vice president of the US. Not only was she the first woman, she was the first woman of colour mm -hmm. to be elected into such a position in yeah. the White House. And I just think that was such a... It, it moved me mm. um, to, to see that announced, to see Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Because it, it, it does, it comes back to, I think after this year as well, being so... I don't know what the right word is to describe 2020, mm. to be honest, but being so upsetting, especially mm. for black communities and people of colour and for the world. I hope everyone was upset by things mm. that have happened this year. I think it just, yeah, I think that just made the moment even more moving and special. And I think for me, it comes down to visibility. Yeah, yeah young black girls are going to look up to Kamala Harris see her in that position and know yeah. that they can get there too and that they can yeah. aspire to that and I yeah. think it's when if all you see in kind of politics is mm. middle-aged white men you're mm. not going to think there's a place there for you 
Yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the many reasons why it's so significant and I wanted to mention it and yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I 100% agree. I think especially, I think regardless of her political opinions, what you think of her, it's so yeah. important to recognise that she has done something which hasn't been done before. And also I think from my point of view, and in, especially when like the 2016 presidential campaign was going on and sort of the misogyny um, that Hillary Clinton just faced, like left, yeah. right and centre from all facets of the media, news, everything. I think it's so like refreshing and so reassuring to see a woman get into that position. And I think especially what America's been through in the last four years <laughs> in terms yeah. of just everything, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's really, really good. And it, it's just yeah so much about visibility and also just showing that it is possible and women can do it and women should do it and I think it's also really good because it will bring some like a different perspective on issues which obviously would have been held like you know a position which was before held by predominantly white middle-aged men it's nice to have like a different perspective on that I I do have hope reassurance yeah hope that um good things will come out of this and I think um but yeah it's, it's just amazing it is it is amazing especially after the year that America's had it has been um yeah definitely definitely lovely to see yeah 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 do you have any more or should I give you I think this one will be I don't know maybe you maybe you do have this um basically so I was reading up time so like time magazine um yeah. and they do like the people of the year yeah. Um, each year so they've, they've done their first ever like kid of the year so they yeah. picked like a child who's like done something fantastic yeah. um, and a 15 year old um, teenage girl um, yeah. called I'm gonna butcher the name um, but her name is Jitanjali Rayo um, I'm not sure where she's from yeah uh, but she's a 15 year old scientist and inventor and she was um, like chosen as the first of kid of the year um, and she oh. just created a really cool app um yeah. which is oh able to detect um cyberbullying oh wow at an okay. early stage and she's also um developing a new like means of detecting like contaminants in water oh, like, wow. it's just really cool and I'm like I wasn't that cool when I was 15 uh, <laughs> but, but it's really cool um that she's the first like the kid of the year that they've chosen and she's so young and she's yeah. done like incredible things anyway and I think it's just really nice because I think maybe as a young child and as a teenager growing up in that stage if I had seen a girl like that in a position and like giving them the award like that like it's there's me so many like young girls who would be inspired by that yeah. especially if she's gone into um like STEM which yes. is obviously such yeah. like a there's a yeah like a lack of females in there so I think yeah I yeah think no definitely we need to celebrate young girls more mm. and give them the confidence so they know they can do whatever they want without limits that they are powerful beyond measure um because they are and I think yeah especially given that it's a stem kind of subject yeah you know I don't think I ever when I was younger I'm trying to think I had a very kind of gender stereotypical childhood I dressed up as princesses and whatever I don't think I would have ever imagined myself being a scientist I I think like I mentioned before perhaps that visibility yeah and and seeing young girls being celebrated for it as Mm -hmm. well Mm, definitely it's well and 
on a thing like time like a magazine like time where they have such a wide reach i think it's great and i'm sure she has only good things coming to her and yeah. all her work and stuff so yeah 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 definitely definitely so i have one more yeah which is that in october 2020 tarana burke launched the me too act two movement okay so in 2017 the me too hashtag went viral Mm. now the the me too movement had been around before this and it was created by Tarana Burke and it was a movement set up to help heal women with a particular focus on black women in America and women from marginalized backgrounds um, so also the Hispanic community on healing from sexual violence and on preventing yeah. sexual violence so it, it was already kind of there and established but the hashtag went viral in 2017 when women in Hollywood came out condemning sexual violence and yeah. assault and um, it was only it was only then that people realized there was this movement from Tarana Burke and it became massive and I know Tarana Burke has talked about after a while and the kind of momentum settled down from Me Too and there were kind of less women coming forward and you know there's new stories news kind of moves on people would always ask Tarana Burke well what do I do now Mm. you know the, the, the the movement's kind of stopped what can I practically do to help fight sexual violence to create a safer world and that's where the movement me too act two came from yeah and there is now a a website online and you can go on and it will give you like suggestions of different things you can do whether it's kind of sponsoring someone to get therapy or volunteering various things so I think that's really really good three years on and she is still doing incredible work yeah And I think one thing to point out with this movement, and I hadn't thought about this too much until I started watching a documentary called On the Record. I've not watched all of it yet, but just from the very beginning, women were talking about the Me Too movement. And I think it's important to mention that a lot of the women we saw visibly at the front of this movement Mm. were white women. Yeah. But yeah. the Me Too movement ultimately was founded by black women. Yeah. And I think it's definitely important cons- to consider the the almost the, the power dynamics there in that mm. white women could come forward in Hollywood because they had the the finance, the the power, yeah. the status yeah. protecting them. Yeah. That black women don't always necessarily have. Yeah. And I think I didn't really, it, it, for, for me, it didn't click because it's such a, it's such an important movement and yet it needed yeah. to happen, but we were definitely missing a large group of women in it at yeah. the time yeah. with the women we visibly saw. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I've got a bit no. lost my point on where I was no, going. No, that, no, no, it's but... good. No, yeah, I, t- I totally get that. It's really good. And I feel, especially when you see, um, Actually, I was chatting to somebody, one of my mates the other day, and she's doing her dissertation on about how um, sort of social media and the internet has affected sort of protest movements throughout okay. history. Yeah. Um, so she's doing a comparison of like the 1960 riots in France and then mm-hmm. 
the yellow vest ones yes um and it's interesting because we were talking about how social media although it has made um protesting and like social movements like me too mm-hmm. like disseminate wider and further than it could have done also allows for like a um I can't remember the word but it's kind of like they tend to have shorter lives because it's so easy to access them at like one place and like one time and it goes like viral on the internet yeah and then a couple of years down the line when it's not viral and something else is in place of it it's easier to like get lost so um, what you were saying about how even like three years on now there's like the me too movement and other facets of that are still being continued on and especially like you were saying like especially in the context and of like black women and people like women from ethnic minorities and marginalized women and I think it's really really good that again the focus is on um a group of women who do suffer disproportionately more yeah Um, so no I totally agree I think it's really good yeah 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 um, but that when I saw the the video advert for it in um, in October, that really moved me. Yeah, uh, because it the Me Too movement was so powerful, and yeah. whilst the Me Too Act Two movement might not have quite as much momentum and things, I think it's still really positive and important. Yeah. To share. and even just the message of asking yourself, what can I do? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Even if 100%. it's just having a conversation, listening to a podcast. Yeah calling your friend out when they say something that's not right Mm. you know anything it can be small it can be big you know volunteering you could start your own movement anything Mm. but I think it's all it's important that in whatever way we can big or small we say what can I do yes 100% I agree so anything else or are we Um, well those are the big ones that I had um thought of but I'm sure I mean it's really interesting I was reading an article earlier about female leaders and the COVID-19 response okay yeah and how um like female leaders like Jacinta in um, New Zealand how they've dealt with the the pandemic and how like they've done really well yeah um so that's fantastic but yeah. um but yeah, I think women have had a good year and yes. there have been some good progressions there's always always room for improvement but yeah. um, no I yeah. think so I think it's 2020 has been really hard and yeah. challenging for yeah. so many people in so many ways yeah yeah and I think it's really hard sometimes to look beyond that and find a kind of glimmer of hope or something positive mm. but I think looking at these achievements and moments it, it it kind of makes me sit back and go wow yeah sometimes I I can wake up and have such a pessimistic outlook on the world but then equally you know talking mm. about this wow we are the yeah. world is full of incredible women and we yeah. are making milestones every day yeah absolutely and even especially with covid and things like that like just the women throughout the world who got through the year despite yeah. all the hardships and the terrible state of society but like even like and i think it's also nice to be like looking at all these women and be like well i can get through today or i can get through this summative yes. or i can get through this exam i think yeah, yeah they're incredible there are some incredible women out there and yeah always have um an inspiration yeah yeah definitely definitely, definitely. oh i feel really kind of no not sentimental but <laughs> like really positive i feel yeah good outlook, good outlook for 2021 good um, outlook for 2021 yes we're starting the year on a positive note yeah and we'll we'll get through it and like you say 
if it's a case of surviving, that's fine. That's good enough. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. Surviving, especially at the moment yeah. where things are crazy. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much for, for listening and for the chat, Sophia. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. And I will see you again soon for the next episode. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>